So this morning, Dick is going to talk to you uh, a little bit from an, an emotional standpoint uh, and talk to you about uh, how to close by exposing the pain. Thank you, Connie. Uh, as we watched the ball game Sunday and looked at Tom Brady, I was reminded of how much like what we do is much like what the NFL does. When you stop and think about it, going in to, to the game in the summer of 2020, uh, Brady had six Super Bowl wins under his belt, six Super Bowl rings in nine appearances. But when he started this season, he went through the drills and drilled and drilled and drilled on the plays just like he had done all these years prior to this. And why did, why did Brady win? Well, one reason was they executed those drills better than the Chiefs did. You know, he understood the power of the discipline. Now, I get this comment quite frequently from the agent. Well, the client said this. What do I say? Well, guys, we have drills to prevent this. For example, one of the things people say is it's too expensive. Well, we have a, actually we have a drill for that, but, you know, what they're doing, what's going through their mind is they have another quote or they think they can get another quote that's going to be less expensive. Now, they don't realize that other quote is going to be fully underwritten with blood work. That's why it's less expensive. Or they've heard a radio commercial, $500,000. You know, uh, it's a 10-year term, but they have to do blood work, and the client takes all the risk. And it's only 25 or $40 a month or whatever it is. See, those things are going around in their mind. So we need to be in a position where we educate them without ever mentioning what our competition is. You know, and uh, our competition, yes, it is other insurance plans, but part of our competition, guys, is the flat screen TV for the Super Bowl. Some of the uh, competition is um, the Kimlon. You know, there's other things in their life vying for their dollars, and if those people make their value, create more value in their product and you create in this, they're going to get the sale. You know, the Kemlaw people, people want a nice-looking yard. You know, but five years now, if he doesn't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack, what did that beautiful green lawn do him? It's not long, and it's brown and ugly, you know. So we really need to start thinking in terms of how the client thinks, and we're going to address that today. But, you know, another thing you hear frequently is i got to think about it. Um, I think mortgage protection is a ripoff, you know. And see, in some cases, if I had a single client, I'd agree with you. You know, Mary, I think you're right. I, I think, you know, um, in your situation, I'm, I wouldn't say it's a ripoff, but I'm not sure you need it. However, there are 87,000 or 87 families in central uh, Virginia who would not agree with that statement because they did not lose their home on the worst day of their life because of one of these plans. Mm -hmm. So there are things that you can say, little things that you can drop in there that will counter that. You know, another thing we hear from, from time to time, we never buy anything on the first visit, or we ask our parents before we do anything, or we're going to get other quotes. Guys, we have drills that will prevent that. Now, basically, these are all the same objection with a different title. See, what's, happened, what's going on here when you hear those objections? They've not seen a, enough compelling information to convince them, convince them of the value of spending whatever payment you're, you're presenting to them for whatever you're offering them. 
if it's a hundred dollars a month and they're thinking I don't think this is worth a hundred dollars a month well it's not unless they see the pain let me ask you this you know you're talking to somebody maybe an $85 payment for mortgage protection and you can't convince them of the value of that whether it's a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand or whatever it is it doesn't matter why is that why can't you convince them of that conversely another agent will go out they'll offer somebody you know a 60 to a 90 dollar payment for ten thousand dollars of the burial insurance and people buy it and you can't to buy hundred thousand of mortgage protection for eighty dollars a month see what's happening here is the the pain of the burial insurance has been exposed to them and and when to really drive this point home stop and think about this for just a second if you're sitting in the house and you can't convince them to spend 60 to 90 dollars a month for a ten thousand dollar policy how in the world would a direct mail solicitation for burial insurance work there's no one there to convince them talk to them about it how in the world could that possibly work well because the pain is before them see they've either had to pay for a funeral for a friend or a family member who died without insurance they understand the pain they know what it's like and they don't want to leave that kind of legacy for their family so it's always goes back to the pain now what does that tell you all of y'all listen on the call today you need to develop a subtle way of exposing their pain if they either don't have mortgage protection or an equity protection plan and that's what we're going to be working on here this morning the subtle way of doing it see what is in the mind of the client before you get there guys it's important to know what's what's going on there there's a tendency to think they sent the letter back I just have to go and give them a price and they'll pick one well that does work once in a while but you can't make a living doing that doing it that way you know um, first off they need to get a little bit of an education on your product so they um, in in their mind their thought process is one we we need to get this guy or this gal to tell us and educate us on their product so we can compare it to everybody else that's what's going through their head all right they need to get pr the price from you so they can shop you and get the best price that's what they're thinking they have plenty of time to choose the best deal you know when when I say that that's what literally is in their mind now if you know all of this you can't go in and beat them over the head with that and say you know um, our product is the best and this is the best price you're gonna get and you might die tomorrow now that's a way you could overcome those thoughts but guys that that's not gonna work um, I want you to think back for those of you that have used me to strategize cases look at the times that I've strategized the case told the agent what to sell and how to sell it <laughs> after the sale is made the agent calls me back and says dick I can't believe it it went just exactly the way you said it would you know I remember a case with David Crocker he went in on a home years ago that was a 1.3 million dollar house and the people had three hundred thousand uh, dollars alone against it and he knew the neighborhood and he's thinking you know why would this person ever want you know 25 or 50 or a hundred thousand dollars of the coverage they were older and I said well first off let's think about how that client thinks 
And I said, these are high net worth people, so they have some money. So we just point out that these plans were designed for high net worth people. So if they had a bad experience health-wise, they wouldn't have to liquidate assets. And more importantly, they would never have to liquidate their assets when the assets were down. In essence, the market's down. Guys, for high net worth people, that is important to them. So starting to think how they think, so that's why we do the strategizing before you go. Many times I ask you, what's their occupation? Well, that's why I want to know that, because that tells me a little bit about how they think. Okay? So um, what do you know about the client? Now, this is what they're thinking up here. Uh, we're going to get educated. We're going to get the price. We're going to take time to, to, to go shopping. But what do you know about that client now that we've talked? Well, they could get killed in a car wreck tomorrow, or they could have a heart attack tonight. That could all happen. But how do you convey this information to them without being confrontational? And, I, and I'm stressing that strong with you this morning because confrontational guys always loses. Now, we do this by asking questions. Now, today we're going to go over some of our drills because drill, drill, drilling is on how to ask questions and why. That's going to be one of the biggest things that's going to change your career. And as I say this, guys, this isn't something I practiced 20 years ago. I didn't know this. You know, I went in and educated and finessed people into the sale. You know, I never clobbered them, but I just gave them enough options that they basically had to pick one. But I didn't understand the power of questions when I started doing this. You know, just like Tom Brady. See, Tom Brady goes into the huddle. He calls the play. Now, if you notice on his wrist or on any quarterback's wrist, they have a list of all the plays there. And uh, I don't know how they do it. They're numbered or whatever. It doesn't matter. But when he calls the play, now the offensive line, they know where he's going. So they know where they have to go to protect him, to give him time to find his receivers so he doesn't get sacked. Now the receivers know where and when they're supposed to be at certain places on the field. So when Tom is, is back in the pocket trying to find a receiver, he doesn't have to look all over the field. He knows where all three receivers or both receivers are supposed to be. And every once in a while you'll see a quarterback launch the ball about five feet behind the, the receiver or five feet in front of him because where that ball is going is where the receiver was supposed to have been. They don't even look. They just fire the ball because that's where the guy is supposed to be. So all of that is choreographed. They know where they're supposed to be. Well, our business is the same. It's just like an offensive playbook. You know, the difference is you're calling the play based on how the de uh, defense is lined up. He calls the play based on how the defense is lined up. Now, Dick, what do you mean by that? Have any ever of you gone into a house and people said when you sit down, uh, we're not buying anything today, we just want to get the numbers? You know, see, I don't care what the client says at that point. I'm just beginning my presentation. Why don't I care? Because I know they had a sales meeting before I got there. Now, guys, just understand this. They either had this sales meeting before they got there or when they sat down at the table and he gave her that look or she gave him that look, that's the sales meeting. And the sales meeting goes something like this. Honey, I don't care how good it looks, we're not buying anything today. We're just going to get the prices and shop around. Guys, they all have that sales meeting prior to you getting there or the moment you sit down and many times it's just a look across the table. Now, 
I, Dick Sylvester, I don't care they had that salesman. Why? Because I've run my drills and I know where I'm going before I ever start. And that's what today's call is all about. Now, the good news for you is we have already written the playbook for you. Just like in the NFL, the offensive coordinator at the beginning of the season, they write out all the series of plays. Now, they add to it during the year, you know, as they see different defenses. But basically, they've got that playbook already put together. Now, it's up to the team to memorize the play. They practice and they drill and drill and drill and drill on that play so that everybody knows where they're supposed to be so they can execute, execute it flawlessly in the game. That's what you witness Sunday. If you watch that game, you know, when you look at, at Tom Brady, you know, you didn't see a smile or anything on his face. You saw focusing on how he was going to execute the place throughout the game. And it ought to be the same for each of us. Now, we do need to educate our client with a little bit of knowledge so that they feel empowered to make the right decision. Um, if you get a little bit of pushback early in the in the presentation, you know, say, now this is again for in-home, but it can also be on a virtual sale. You know, John and Mary, most people want a plan where the price stays the same and so does the coverage. W would that be important to you, that the prices don't go up and the, and the coverage doesn't vary? Well, what you've done is you've taken a small shot at a big target and you're trying to weaken it just a little bit. But those are the kind of things that you can say and do. Now, it's our job to educate them a little bit, but it's also our job to help them see the pain if they don't have mortgage protection or an equity protection plan. See, our clients do not know that annual renewable term insurance exists. They have no idea about that. They think insurance is insurance. They think it's like retail. A head of lettuce is a head of lettuce. No. There's a huge difference, you know, in lettuce. I don't know all the different names, but there's a lot of different ones out there, and they do different things for your body. We need to very subtly let them know that there are different types of insurance. Let me give you an example of exposing the pain. In 2008, we had two daughters who were getting married during the hot summer months in Virginia. Uh, we had our air conditioning service, uh, conditioner serviced in the spring. There was nothing really wrong. Uh, the one system was aging. The guy said, you know, you've got two, maybe four years life left, but it is showing signs of wear. Um, you know, two years left, you're good to go. But, and that was when I knew I was in trouble, when he brought up the butt, it could go any time. I looked at Connie and the look of horror on her face, thinking we're going to have two wedding parties, getting dressed upstairs, and there's a chance this air conditioner could go out and we would be up there in 90, 95-degree temperatures getting dressed for the wedding. Well, you can see where this is going real quick. We got a new air conditioner before all the weddings took. See, the point of it was the pain was so great and the peace of mind was worth much more than the cost of that heat pump. Guys, this is where our clients are. They want help. They want you to point these things out. Now, how do we help the client see the pain without our products? Well, we have two stories that are very, very good pointing out what happened to someone else. See, when we start talking about you and you and you and you, you could die, you could have a heart attack, you could this, you could that, guys, they ain't buying. 
because they will do everything to prove you wrong. But when you tell a third-party story, and uh, incidentally, these both of these stories on the Sylvester Team podcast, podcast 148, so that you can listen to them over and over and over again and practice them to the point that you can tell them with bullet points. Now, once you think you've got them down, call me because I've found most people add to it, and the more you add to it, the less effective it gets. But the Joyce story and the Becky story, both of these are part of your drills. You know, there are two drills that you can run. Now, one, we need to commit uh, both of these to memory, but we also need to know when we insert them into the presentation, because if we put them in too soon, we lose the effectiveness of it. You know, you've got to be in a position where you understand what the next step is, and that's, that's very big in that. Um, now, both of these stories are your big guns, but you need to soften the target with some small arms fire first. You've got to go in there. Uh, it was funny. When we were watching the game Sunday, one of the ladies sitting next to me, she said, I don't understand why they keep running the ball up the middle. They only, they don't, it looks like they get tackled right away. I said, well, first off, they made four yards on the first run. Then they throw the ball. I said, they do that so that the defense has, can't focus just on the run or just on the pass. They don't know which, which way the ball is going this time. So they have to spread out, and it helps the offense, you know, spread things out so that they don't know where they're going. Guys, we kind of need to do the same thing here. Now, how are some of the ways you can use some small arms fire to, to soften things up? Questions, in essence, expose the pain. Well, what? Excuse me. One of them is, uh, Mary, if, if John didn't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack in July, and guys, I always go six months out. If I'm in the winter, I go to July. If I'm in July, I go into the winter because I don't want to bury him the next day, and they don't buy into that. But July, hey, a lot could happen between now and July. So if, if John didn't come home because of a heart, car wreck or heart attack in July, would you be able to stay in the house? No. Second question. Where would you go to live if you couldn't stay here? Now, she's either going to say, well, I have to sell the house and downsize. I might go with my sister, you know, whatever. But the, the next question is, well, does she live in the same school district or would the kids lose their father and their friends? And, guys, when you ask that question, stop and think about that for a minute. Look where you live. If you have children now or when you had them, you know, Moving children from one area of the country to another, another school district, guys, that's devastating many times for kids. You know how hard it is for a kid to go into a new school? Most people, most kids are struggling in the school they're in to maintain and keep friends, let alone go to a whole new district. So asking that question, would, would the kids be in the same school district or would they lose their father and the friends at the same time? Can you see where we're going here? Because we are really exposing what this is all about now. Then you follow up with the next question. Whatever their answer is to that, how, how do you feel about that? Well, not good. Well, John, how do you feel about that? The kids losing their father and their friends at the same time. Well, not good. So this is important to both of you, yes. Now... <laughs> 
then you make a statement, well, let's see what we can do to keep your family in their home on the worst day of your life. Now, let me ask you guys a question on the call today. Do you remember that sales meeting they had when we first started? After asking these questions, do you honestly think they're thinking about, honey, I don't care how good it looks, we're not buying anything today? No. At that point in time, now, do you remember when I first started? I said, I don't care what they say at the beginning. Why not? Because I have a plan. I have a playbook, and I know exactly where I'm going. So it doesn't matter what they say. And, guys, you can get just as good as this as I am because uh, those stories are both on the Podcast 148. Now, as they focus more on keeping the family in the house, remember I made the comment, let's see what we can do to keep your family in the house on the worst day of your life. That we is an important word there because I'm working with them. I'm not doing it. I'm, I didn't say I'm going to do everything I can to keep you on the house. No. I need your help and you need mine. We are going to do what we can do to see what we can do to keep the family in the house. And, guys, part of the reason for those of you that work with my worksheets, part of the reason for showing them two face amounts is uh, – and let me couple a couple of things with that. I had an agent call me this week. Lady had a $260,000 mortgage, and the agent says, "Well, I think we ought to show her 300,000, and I think it was 200,000 because she was young." And I said, "No, we never show 300,000. Why not? Because that's more than the mortgage. People think mortgage protection is something mystical and magical, and as soon as you go over the mortgage amount, they say, "Oh, this is regular life insurance. I'll call my state farm agent." You've just planted a seed to get, i got to think about it when you go over the mortgage amount. Now, why do I give them – I mean, when you look at a 28-year-old on a – I think I saw one this week with $110,000 mortgage, the payments are almost nothing. You know, I wouldn't show them a 26- or 28-year-old, I wouldn't show them a lesser payment, you know, because – it's a dollar a day. And let's face it, if they can't afford a dollar a day, we got a problem. And, and you know what the reality is there? We know they can afford a dollar a day because the, the bank would not have given them the loan if they couldn't. If their budget was so tight that they couldn't afford a dollar a day, their loan-to-equity ratio would not have passed the smell test. They would never have gotten the loan. Now, remember when we started the call, I said some of our competition – uh, it is other insurance companies. It's other agents in the mortgage protection field. But some of our competition is the Kimlon or the flat screen TV, um, uh, different things like that. We need to understand that. And occasionally somebody will have gotten, as soon as they got the mortgage, they go out and buy everything they can get their hands on. Mm-hmm. But we've got to keep in mind for them, because they obviously didn't think about it, yeah, you want those things, you got a new house, that's great to have, you got new furniture, but if something bad happens, are any of those things going to keep you in the house? And the answer is no, because those things, even though they're important, if she gets cancer in five years and can't work for six months or a year, what did any of those things do to enhance or keep her in that house? 
absolutely nothing. So as we go through this, it's okay to point out, you know, I had somebody a few weeks ago that Kemlon was more important than mortgage protection, and God forbid he gets cancer in five years and can't work for a year, they won't be able to make a mortgage payment, let alone Kemlon payment, where our plan would have ensured the family got to stay in the house. Guys, saying things like that, that gets them thinking to reprioritize their, their spending habits. That's what our job is. That is our job to help protect the family. And unfortunately, a lot of people just don't think about the unintended consequences of some of the decisions they've made. So that's what this is all about today. Go back, listen to the Joy story, and understand she was a dear friend of ours, and two hours and eight minutes after she bought that insurance, she was killed in a car wreck. Two hours and eight minutes. She signed the application at 7.38 at night, or 7.30 at night, and 9.38 that night she was killed in a car wreck. Now, the best news of that is her son graduated just a few years after that because of a policy she bought two hours and eight minutes. So as bad as that was, yes, at least she had put something in place that was going to make sure he got to go to college. And when you listen to Becky, you know, Becky was a 29-year-old marathon runner with no children. What in the world did they need life insurance for? Well, they didn't think they did. The financial planner pointed out that they really didn't, but the husband was sharp enough to realize we make our payments but we're not very good about saving. So this was a forced savings program that literally saved her life. So these are all things that if you'll take the time, please don't embellish them when you listen to the Becky story. Listen, you know, emergency room visit, uh, aggressive cancer, 11 months to live, only hope is an experimental drug, her HMO doesn't buy experimental drugs, she's going to die. Those are bullet points you don't want to expand on. Just put out the bullet point that leads to, because the whole purpose of these stories is to lead them to the point that they make a decision and they ignore that sales meeting they had before you got there.